0: Welcome to the Broncos podcast. On today's episode, Sam Thiday sits down with the king, Wally Lewis, to talk about how the Broncos started and some great tales from the early QRL. We have a look at some of the highlights from the Souths game and look ahead to Manly this weekend and how significant this magic round match will be. Pops it up in the air. And it's his magic.
1: Young Sam Friday here again for the Broncos podcast. Producer shout: How good was last week,
0: mate? I tell you what, no one thought we'd do it. No, I don't, I don't think people thought an understrength Broncos team was going to embarrass South Sydney. There was haters
1: out there. Oh, there was mate. definitely haters. Thirty-two to twelve, we ended up winning. No Pain Hus, who's been uh, enormous for us, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, the previous week with with one shoulder essentially, <laughs> uh, he was he was an absolute beast, and, and Kurt Capewell as well, who's been uh, doing all the little things that, you know that you don't really necessarily see. You know, he uh, he does all the, the 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 tough runs, he does yeah. uh, all the gritty little things in defence. Uh, so, uh, an understrength Broncos team went down to Sydney. It's yeah. hard to win in the
0: borough. Renault getting a try against yeah. his former club as well. The
1: cheers and the jeers from the crowd. Oh, uh, Renault kicked five from five, <laughs> uh, scored the try under yep. the post. The beauty about that try too, so uh, if you don't know that stadium, uh, that's where the Broncos fans sit. So they sit in like in that little corner right where Renault scored. So oh, really? It was good for him to score down <laughs> that end because in <laughs> the opposite end, it's all bunny supporters.
0: <laughs> mate, I'll tell you what, you know, you know we did a good job when the news stories the next day weren't praising the Broncos as much as they were saying how dumb South, South Sydney, Sydney were. <laughs> yeah.
1: And no, you, you know you've done a brilliant job when, <laughs> oh, South Sydney, yeah, it was the worst decision they've ever made. And, uh, you know, you know they played terrible and this player was fighting with this player. They're like making stories up.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. To, I loved it too. You could tell it was going to be a great game from the very beginning when Renault was just chirping at kickoff Yes, straight away. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was a great game of footy. But um, it's all about the next game, isn't it? This weekend is going to be up against
1: Manly. Well, at, it's, uh, it's, it sounds very cliche, but, yeah, it's uh, one week at a time when it, it comes is, to rugby league. It and is. You've you got to move on to the next game and all those things.
0: A couple of things about this game coming up. Our guest coming up very soon, Wally Lewis, uh, played in the first Broncos game, which yes. was against Manly.
1: I know. Uh, a, bit, a bit of history with this game, A actually. bit of
0: history with this game. And another interesting twist is because it's a magic round, this is technically an away game... For us, which is which is weird, very weird, yeah.
1: So if uh, in the in the SunCorp Stadium, mm. the uh, the sheds are mirrored essentially, so it's exactly the same, but just on the other side, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, for someone like me, who's very uh, routine orientated, um, mm-hmm. I had to go to the same toilet. Oh, um, I had to, you know, wash my hands in the same sink. You know, my, my last little wee before I went out in the field, it was the same little uh, urinal. Yeah. So, like, I'm very routine when it comes. People say, "Oh, you're so superstitious." I say, "Routine." Yeah, and, yeah, fair uh, enough. Which is the same thing essentially. <laughs> so it would throw me because it's happened to me before at Sun where we've been the away team. So when did that happen? Why and why? Um, Manly decided to bring a home game to Brisbane for some reason. Really? They ended up beating us, to be honest. Oh. Um, but yeah, we were in the away sheds and it was just like I was thrown. Uh, even when we parked our cars, because we didn't park in the same car parks as usual.
0: Really? It's a full switch. I
1: was thrown wow. big time. Right. But it, I don't know, you just got this comfort of you know, you want to turn the first left yeah. you know, when you walk into the stadium. You don't want to keep on walking down the hallway and go past two more change rooms to get to yours. So, Well,
0: I mean, it won't matter when they come out. The Sun Corbin's going to be stacked full of Broncos supporters there as well. So that'll be great for the Magic Round this weekend. Big guest on the podcast, the King, Wally Lewis. You got to sit down with him, chat about the first season of the Broncos and also a great story of how he ended up in Brisbane playing rugby league for the first Broncos side. So let's get into it now. Wally Lewis on the Broncos podcast.
1: Wally Lewis, welcome to the Broncos podcast, mate.
2: Yeah, thanks, Sam. Good to be here.
1: You were here at the beginning of the Brisbane Broncos. But before we get to that, there's a, there's a classic story I've, I've heard you tell in the past. Uh, 1987, you went down to Manly for an interview to play for, for Manly. Can you talk us through that and, and how the story goes?
2: Yeah, well, the, uh, the the times are a little bit difficult. I was playing for Winter Manly. We had a wonderful football side. Um, we won grand finals in 84 and 86, and they chalked one up in 82 before I got there. Um, uh, but the real difficulty um, was uh the value of the dollar uh, in those days um if you wanted to borrow money the interest rate i think was about 18.9 percent was the cheapest that you could get a lot of people were paying late 19s early 20s uh so it was very difficult um the club that uh that i went to in 1984 was winner manly um i transferred there from uh, from valleys that was a, a red hot side absolutely red hot Uh, we won premierships in uh, in 84 got beaten in uh, in 85 and then won it again in uh, in 86 Uh, and the club announced that they were really struggling doing it um, enormously tough Uh, there was a lot of argument going on whether we were actually gonna get any of that money at any stage and there was a bit of a whisper that uh, that there was a southern club interested in uh, in speaking to both uh, myself and Gene Miles. Yeah. Um, we asked who that was, and in those days they used to have to that club used to have to apply for permission to negotiate with said player. Okay. So they'd apply to the Queensland Rugby League. They'd either get given the permission to negotiate, or that was taken away from them, which had cause a, a lot of drama. But because we hadn't been paid, um, the QRL said, well. We really can't stop you. Yeah, Um, it's it's something that's uh, that it's against our policy, but um, yes, you've got permission to negotiate. Um, We weren't told who it was. We just got a phone call. We just got told to be at the old Brisbane Airport, and uh, it was myself and Gene Miles. Went to the uh, old Brisbane Airport. We were waiting around, sort of sitting around uh, for for this plane to uh, to come along. And Gino was saying, "Who do you think it is?" And I said, "Oh well, I I reckon it can only be two clubs: um, uh, Manly or, uh, or or the Roosters." And he said, "Yeah, you reckon? You can't be any other club." And I said, "Well, I they've got money. These two—they're always buying players. But I, I don't know, you know." So we. Continue the conversation for five or six minutes and then this plane pulled in and it was uh, um, we were sort of sitting there looking at at each other talking we you know couldn't uh, could hardly hear each other um, through the uh, the sound of the plane pulling up and this pilot walked out and he went to walk past us and he said uh, Mr Lewis Mr Miles yes he said could you come this way please and we said we're what are we getting on that plane he said yes a private yes. plane. So we went to get on and said, oh, you beauty. We, we walked over and here we go. And we got on the plane and took off and away we went. We got picked up by a driver who took us um, through there and we said, oh, look, we're going obviously going over the, the north side, so I reckon it's got to be Manly. looks like we're heading towards the, the Harbour Bridge. We've gone past the turn off to Bondi. Um, yeah, 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 it looks like it is. And next thing we went through the middle of the city and I said, we're going through the middle of town here. you you don't get to Manly this way. You go that way. It hooks up over the Harbour Bridge. We'd been there that many times. So, anyway, we pulled in and I looked up and I said, that building there, P- PBL Marketing Limited, that's Kerry Packers. And he went, shit, shit. We've got, how much are we going to ask for? And we started <laughs> talking. said, so, you know, what, what do you reckon we should be asking for? And he said, oh, well, you know, oh." Uh, She's, um, you know, we're, we're both about the same players. They reckon that there's a couple of blokes in the game that are the highest paid players, and Price and Cronin and those blokes, and they reckon they're on 90 grand, you know, the pl- best players. And he said, so how much are we going to ask for? And I said, oh, well, I reckon I can ask for 75, and, you know, you, you, you're you about the same. He, yeah, 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 we will. Yeah, okay, all right. So we went to get out, and we're walking up, getting into the lift, and he said, how many how many years are we going to ask for in the contract? And I said, oh, Oh no! We'll ask for a you know two-year contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. And then he went. Is that you getting the two-year contract? Does that mean? I said, It's <laughs> both of us, you idiot. <laughs> yep. It was, and we walked up. And we we're sitting in this in this office space, and Doug Daly, the manly secretary, and you know he was standing there uh, having a, a bit of a pace back and forward. And uh, Bob Fulton, we knew that you know he'd yep. experienced this before, but um, we were waiting in this office, and and Gino looked at me, you know, and he just kept pointing to me, going you know pointing uh, at two fingers being the same same money you and me you and yeah. me we get the same money yeah 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 waiting there and i thought oh i can't believe this we're with australia's biggest businessman we're sitting in yeah. his office and we're nervous shitting ourselves we're talking about you know it's all we've got to do is get in there and ask for this money you know ask for it yep yep okay right all right mr packer will take you down we've walked in and gino walked a little bit slower so I went in first and then um, he uh, sort of raced past me and he sat at the chair that was sort of out to the side and I'm right in front of Mr. Packer and he was on the phone, had his feet up in the desk and he was talking away, yep, 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 how many? How much you want for that? Nah. And he's doing some business dealings, we're sitting there and I've looked at Gino and again he's pointing to me going, yep. like Took two his. fingers, <laughs> the same, same, you know, you and me, we're both getting the same. I'm nodding my head like that and then Mr. Packer got off the phone and he said, um, so you're the two... So and so's we've been uh, we've been chasing, eh? Um, that uh, that they want to play at Manly. He said, "All right," and then he threw a contract down in front of the both of us, and he said, um, "Hurry up and sign those." And then I've got this nudge under the table from Gino. The hear you do the talking, yeah. And you know what he's like, Gino. He's a quiet sort of a fella, and I, oh God. I said, "Well, Mr. Packer, um, uh, see, um, we've uh, we've still got this contract uh, in Brisbane that uh, you know could could make us play there, but um, if you if you're um, interested in playing us you've got to make us uh, an offer first that we've got to take there and uh, you've got to uh, put that down on a proper contract uh, and then uh, you've got to uh, make sure that we get that and he said son let's get one thing straight here you're in my office you'll do business my way I don't gotta do anything <laughs> and I've sort of swallowed hard and I've looked over at Gino and he was about as helpful as a dead fish he's looking out the window you know just side on just doing nothing to help me you know he's quite Blake, and I said, Oh, Mr. Packwell, if you can just sort of get this contract going. And uh, uh, and he said, Son, I don't mean to be, you know, rude again, but uh, I've got a few things on, as I said before. Um, So We'll uh, we'll just nut these contracts out now. So if we can do it, uh, uh, who'll go first? And Gino nearly tore a hamstring getting out of the chair. And he walked out and he said, he'll he'll go first. And I (laughs) said, yeah, yeah. And Packer had a bit of a giggle. And he said, hmm, that's a good move from him. He walked outside. I sat down um, and he said, "Uh, look, again, I've got a few things on this morning. I don't mean to be rude if we can get through this as quick as possible. He said, "Uh, how much are we asking for? Uh, and I sort of sat back and I thought, oh, I'll well, just say the money, 75 grand, 75 grand, 75 grand. And he said, uh, again, do you want some thinking music? Is the question too hard? Give me the figure. And I swallowed hard and I said, well, and I thought I'll just bump it up a bit and let him chop me down. I'm thinking, how much do I want to bump it up? How much do I want I said, all right, Mr Packer, he said, if you, if you want to uh, uh, offer me that contract, uh, you're going to have to give me uh, 100 And $50,000 a season um, to uh, to play here. And the voice went, he went, What did you say? And I said, I thought, Oh no. And I could feel my face going red. And I said, $150,000 a season. And he started giggling. And then laughing a bit more and then in full rapture laugh, sitting back saying, you, you, you want that money. You're a Queenslander and you want that money, $150,000 and a three-year deal, not a two. You're kidding, aren't you? You're a Queenslander. And I said, well, Mr. Packer, you asked me to give you the figure and and, uh, and I've given it to you. And he said, you're easy. Get out and get the next bloke in here. And I went, sorry? And he said, deal. Get out and get the next (laughs) bloke in here. And I could feel myself (laughs) swallowing. Uh, And then I went, oh, no. Gino, I've shaken hands. Here's my best mate. I've shaken hands. We both asked for the same money. We'll get the 70, 75 grand. Oh, no, I've just backdoored my best mate. And he said, actually, you sit there. Don't get up and walk out and tell your mate outside. Um, You sit there and wait till he comes in. Oh, oh, no. I could just feel the knife in the hand, you know, stabbing (laughs) Gino in the back. Then Gino came in the door and he looked at me. And just as I got up, Packer put his uh, finger down on the... uh, the office uh, phone to contact his secretary outside and tell one of the uh, accountants to come in. He wanted to talk to those, and he'd taken his eyes off me, and I turned around and looked at Gino. I've gone, went, what, <laughs> what, what? what? You know, <laughs> yeah. As soon as he started going, what, what do you want? I just put my head down and walked out the door, and I thought, oh, he can look after himself. Oh, no, I'll just stab my best mate in the back. No, Walk, walked outside. Bob Fulton said, mate, welcome to Manly. Doug Daly, welcome to Manly. I said, How do you know I've agreed? And he said, well, Packer always gets his own way. And I went, oh. And I went to sit down in the office. The secretary's um, phone said, "Uh, send him back in now. And I thought... He's been in there, what, 15 seconds? Yeah. Oh, no. I just stabbed him a bit. Oh, no. Oh, he'll never, ever trust me again. I thought, oh, Christ, I can't look at him in the face. I walked in, I sat down, Gino's there, and I'm sitting there, Packers there, Doug Dale in foot, and I said, oh, well, um, yes, we're, we're very happy about that. And he said, yeah, you see, they've got the two contracts there, and uh, uh, all we've got to do is sort of fill uh, them in, both of them now, you know. <laughs> and Miles, uh, he's on uh, 130000 a season, I've just turned straight around to, <laughs> to look at and he's put his head down and Lewis is on uh, 150,000 a season he and he looked at me as if to say you're kidding Arch and he packer said he was a bit greedy than what you were Gina he said we'll give you another 10 you can be on that and uh, you got yourself uh, two new players Bob and we walked out <laughs> and uh, as we're going to the car I said to, we got to the airport and I said look I'm sorry about that I was turning around he said I didn't trust you one bit <laughs> I did not trust you one bit I uh. knew you wouldn't stay at 70 or 75 grand there's no way in the world you're going to do that? And I said, well, what about you? And I said, uh, "That you're something to trust. He said, yeah, but I knew that you'd bump yours up. He said, <laughs> I said, what if I had asked the 75? And he said, would you have? And I said, well, no, not really. <laughs> um, we went back. Uh, the only thing that, uh, that we had to do after reaching the figures, we had to sign... An agreement. Um, Doug Daly, the Manly secretary, said, "If the players find out how much these two are on, they will revolt." Yeah. Um, so, if you don't mind, we'll put it seventy on Lewis's contract, seventy-five thousand for the Manly Ringer District Rugby League Football Club Limited, seventy-five thousand. Uh, Mister Packer to work for PBL Marketing. He put his hand up and said, "Yeah, I'll do that." And uh, Geno's was seventy-five and sixty, um, and. Uh, we sort of sat back and uh, we could honestly say, no, all we were getting from Manly was, was 75 grand. We weren't, weren't getting too much uh, at all. Um, we came back, though. Um, we had to then go and give it to the Queensland Rugby League. Yep. Uh, and they were uh, asking for 24 hours to try and match those contracts. Um, we uh, came back the next day and the QRL said, we've decided to match the contracts. And we were absolutely stunned. He said, you, you, you're "No, you're not matching that contract. You can't be doing that." And they said, "Yeah, it is." And what they were doing was matching Manly's contract oh, of seventy five thousand dollars. They went out and they said, "We'll try and help you with uh, with work. We'll get jobs and and uh, and get that pay." And we were we were pretty angry, actually, the yeah. way that the QRL had, uh, had managed to uh, to do things. But it's um, cut a long story short. Uh, we basically had to stay in and play the. The next year, it was great for Origin. Um, we got to, uh, to, to win uh, for Queensland after a back-to-back losses yeah. in, um, in 85 and 86. Um, so it was, uh, I suppose, a little bit of a benefit, which tended to extend halfway through that next year, um, this, despite um, we'd, we got beaten in, in 87 at Wynnum. Um But the Broncos came into play um, they said that they were going to be in not in the competition in 1988 and we probably thought that as insulting as what we were uh, to manly um, we were going to get the best of both worlds yeah. we were going to get good pay uh, to play in brisbane and uh, we we're also going to get to live um, where we'd grown up, and we weren't going to have to move our families. And um, I still remember when we played them, Game one, 1988, and uh, we beat them forty-four to ten. And um, they won
1: the premiership the year
2: before, in eighty-seven. Yeah, and yeah. They were the they were the premiers. Uh, that was something else. And um, we walked off, and Gino and I sort of said, "You know, I'm pretty glad that we 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 didn't get to we play it, manly, yeah, essentially. yeah." Uh, so so that was it, and uh, and the Broncos had begun.
1: Yeah. So talking about that, it was it was um, a lot of talk for a long period of time that Brisbane wanted to get into the New South Wales Rugby League at that point in time. They wanted to put a team in. Uh, it was just rumours after rumours after a while. When it finally came uh, into fruition in 88, what was that feeling like for you?
2: Oh, relief. Uh, Sam, every year we were losing seven, eight... Uh, your best up players. to 10 players. Yeah. They were going and you couldn't blame them. They were going to Sydney. They were getting paid, you know, two and three times what they were getting in Brisbane and they were playing in the best rugby league competition in the world. Yeah. You know, we were playing up here in in the in the Winfield Cup. But we'd go home and then we'd turn the television on to watch the, the game from Sydney that weekend. Yeah. And uh, it was fantastic to be able to do it. And the dream was always there. you know. Would I make it in Sydney? You know, the Sydney journos keep saying, nah, he wouldn't make it down here. We'd play him during Origin and we'd, we'd give him a yeah. Um And uh, that um, would be fantastic. But the question still hadn't been answered about um, you know, week-in, week-out play. Uh, and when we played that, uh, that very first game, uh, in '88, I still remember the build-up to that. Um, probably started about a month or six weeks before game number one yeah. at Suncorp Stadium, and uh, it was uh, it was extraordinary. Uh, I remember going to shake hands with with uh, Paul Vorton before the game, and we used to have this ridiculous handshake where you'd sort of come towards each other to shake hands, you'd and you go past, yeah, and yeah. you'd shake the foot, yeah. the way that the Three Stooges used to. And uh, I went to do that to Fatty, and he said. I can't do it, I can't do it. Bozo might be watching. And Bob Fulton sees me. He said, that'll be the end of it. He said, I'll get dropped. I said, you big coward. And uh, um, kickoff uh, came, and then uh, at full-time, Fatty uh, sort of said to me, not a bad team you got here. Yeah. Now I can see why you didn't um, you know, do that deal with uh, with Manly. Come and play for us. So uh, the Broncos had begun. Um, it was uh, enormous support that um, uh, that we probably thought that we were going to have. Uh, for that very first game, and I, I think we only had uh, around about 20,000. It mightn't have even been that. A lot of the local people had decided to stick with uh, the Winfield Cup competition here yeah. in Brisbane, and they thought that, uh, that we were traitors uh, and that we'd gone to play in Sydney, and it was very unfair for the local comp.
1: Well, what was that uh, first season like, being a foundation player, Uh, the hype around the team being um, here in Brisbane. Mm. Uh, What was that like for you? And and there would have been a lot of the other young guys that grew up in this area that had that chance, opportunity to play for their team in their city uh, in one of the biggest rugby league uh, competitions in Australia.
2: Yeah, we loved it. It was it was fantastic. It was a, a real challenge every week, travelling to Sydney to play every second week. Yeah. um You know, it was uh, w- was a little bit of a tough assignment, but uh, we knew that we were finally playing in the the toughest rugby league competition uh, in the country, probably in the world. Yep. Um, and it was a, a weekly challenge uh, to each of uh, of the players, and we did uh, extremely well. Uh, the one thing that became an immediate uh, problem for us was state of origin time. Yeah. Um, we'd have quite a few players picked in the side. There'd be a couple of blokes carrying injuries for the next couple of weeks. Um, and at the season's end, uh, I still remember there was uh, a little bit of laughter and celebration from people in Sydney that uh, they didn't make the finals, uh, these blokes. Uh, just missed out, but um, they weren't good enough to make it. And uh, that was certainly the challenge uh, that was presented to, um, to not just the players, but uh, to Wayne Bennett as coach as well. And, um, you know, he took that upon him himself to uh, to make sure that a lot of the other things uh, about um, the players everyday lifestyle had to change yep and what were those things oh <laughs> making sure that uh that you you know you were always at training on time for a lot of the guys um you know we were i was working on the other side of town we'd start training at five o'clock uh at sorry at five um you'd knock off at five o'clock i had my own business um and a delicatessen at the cannon hill kmart plaza so i used to race across town and uh, get here and then the fines started to work if you if you were late you'd instantly pay say it was 20 or 30 bucks or something like that and then it was five or ten dollars a minute um so you knew the professionalism uh, was underway in uh, in brisbane it had been like that in sydney for uh, for a number of years but we had to make sure that uh, that we weren't quite prepared to to do it
1: yeah do you think that was the old uh, the old police officer in Wayne Bennett coming out, <laughs> the old disciplinarian?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, he had uh, you know a good group of people around him as well, um, but. I think um, you'd, you'd know as uh, as well as anybody, Sam, the, the discipline that, uh, that Bennett used to insist, uh, while it was, you know, maybe a, a little bit of a challenge to start with, it could also work uh, in your favour and make, uh, you know, a, a much better person, a much stronger person that, um, you know, did things when they needed to be done. And uh, uh, any mistake is, uh, is one that you will pay for uh, in the NRL. And certainly if you're not uh, prepared 100% for each and every game, you know, that uh, you're not going to be much chance of winning that one.
1: Yeah, so true. Now, please tell me that uh, the fines... Went to beer money and not to Wayne Bennett because we all know how much Wayne loves money. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we were told it went to beer money. Um, we'd uh, turn up and um, I, I still remember going to the old West Juniors Rugby League Club when we were told this was going to be the Broncos clubhouse. Yeah, uh, before it all started, and uh, I remember walking into John Rebo's office. Um, he had a a small school table that was in there, um, which <laughs> would have been cuts. yeah, it would have been as wide as the one we're here, which is a little bit over a yeah. Meter and there was one chair in front, and then uh, Reeves had one chair himself, and there was um, an old file cabinet that was there as well. Um, and <laughs> it was quite obvious that uh, that they were very, uh, very much the early settings of uh, of, a, of a GM's office. Um, but um, you know the Broncos were underway, and the professionalism that was required um, started very well in the office. Um, it was just you know quite necessary for the players to be able to match that every week. Is that
1: what you think set up that success that would, would come in following years, that professionalism that they tried to bring in so early. Was that the standard they set?
2: Yeah, so. and I, Sam, I think it was also a real benefit too. The, the guys that were in charge of the club, the players had um, you know enormous respect for them. Uh, Porky Morgan came in and he was the man that did all the talking up front yeah. Barry Miranda was probably the guy that had his name at the top of the list that almost had the, the captain yeah. uh, captains see alongside his name but Porky did uh, all the talking uh, Gary Balkan was a uh, a businessman that had had a lot of association with rugby league particularly with the South Club uh, in Brisbane and Steve Williams who'd uh, played for Queensland and uh, West um, and, and also Redcliffe um, you know, he was there as well so there was a good rugby league background Um, with these guys uh, all it needed to be doing uh, there was no questioning the professionalism which way they provided for the club Um, the only professionalism that needed to be uh, uh, improved uh, was the performances of the players i thought we did extremely well we started out extremely well um, but as soon as state of origin time started um, a lot of the players that were uh, included in the queensland team i think we had about five or six of us uh, on that occasion our whole attention was on state of origin, uh, yeah. and and I know Wayne uh, dragged me in at the end of the year, and he said um, you seem to lose a little bit of interest, and I said I didn't lose interest. What I did was declare my. Um you know, 100% commitment to, to origin when it was origin time. Yeah. Um, and he said, well, you've got to be able to, to give that same sort of commitment here. And uh, uh, a year after that, he took the uh, captaincy away from me. And he just said, yeah, you know, I don't think uh, you can do it. One bloke that can um, is Gene Miles. And yeah. I said, well, that can't happen. I said, Gino's a, a rep player too. And, you know, he's just playing outside me a couple of weeks ago. And he said, no, he won't be a representative player next year so I remember I walked out and I said to Gino are you have you told him that you don't want to play rep footy and he took a long time to tell me a very short story yeah uh and he said yeah yeah look I you know I I you know I've had enough of origin and I said Gino when you play origin you never have enough of origin I said that's horse (laughs) you can't (laughs) you can't tell me you've lost interest in the origin he said oh you know I'm just sort of settling down now and and that started a little bit of a a sort of a a run in uh, between us we were we were the greatest of mates and i I, being honest I was a bit dirty on him Um, I thought that um, you know and I I said to him do you agree with Bennett about judgment as the captain and he said oh look no I don't he said but you've got to remember what I think isn't going to be worth much to Wayne he's made the decision so I accepted that uh, and uh, we just got on with life, and, uh, and that was the beginning of the final season I had here, which was uh, 1990.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's been absolutely fantastic having you on uh, the podcast. I appreciate you sharing your stories. Uh, I'd love to get you back on to talk some Origin stuff as well. So mm. um, thank you very much, and uh, I'm sure I'll see you around soon.
2: My pleasure, Sam. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure being around this club since I first came here in 1988. Love being here. Uh, I'll never turn against the place.
1: How good was it to have the King on? Uh, stories and a half with Wally. So uh, that, was a, that was a fantastic chat. But again, huge game against Manly.
0: Yeah, a bit of significance for this game on the weekend when you think about it. I mean, you know, obviously we are playing in the away sheds, but like Wally just shared with us, the first team that the Broncos played. Our yeah. first challenger.
1: You know it would be even better? If the scoreline was exactly the same.
0: Oh, man, I'd love to see 40 points be put on Manly this weekend. That would be unreal. It's
1: hard to do. It is definitely hard to do. But (laughs) if we could do that, you know, that would be even more ironic. But, you know, what he spoke about, he almost ended up
0: at manly. Yeah. He
1: was so damn close to yeah. getting there. And I love that he tried to undermine Gene as well. Unbre- oh, how uh, good.
0: I think also it's good to know uh, it's interesting to hear that there were two contracts getting signed even back then. Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, how much are you getting paid here? Oh, we don't need to talk about okay, it. I um, <laughs> The game is on this weekend at the Magic Round. Get out there to support the Broncos. Uh, Our next official home game, though, Sam, will be at Suncorp Stadium against the Titans for the Indigenous round.
1: I think it's in two weeks' time, round 12. Ah, there we go. Indigenous round. We play against the Titans Friday night. Uh, This is a big clash. I think they beat us twice last year, the Titans. So they'll be coming up here trying to peacock, uh, chests out. uh, And
0: it's another Queensland rivalry. Exactly, exactly. So,
1: So looking forward to that one. It's never too late to become a member. There's not a lot of home games left, but you know the beauty of becoming a member? What's that? When we make the semifinals at the end of the year. Oh, first dibs on tickets.
0: That's very true. Very true. Become a member today. We'll see you next Tuesday for the Team List and another great guest on the Broncos podcast. Team List Tuesday.